Let's get into this thing. Isaiah chapter 55. It is not unfamiliar. You've heard it before. We've been in this series. We started last week dealing with this thought, the power of the present moment, right? The power of the present moment. And last week, we, the sub-thought was lacking nothing, and I'm going to cover some of it. And, and this week, we're going to go further. And I believe that God is going to continue to give us insight and wisdom and revelation and tools so that we can walk differently and talk differently and expect differently and show up in the world differently. Because everything that is assigned to your life has to do with how you show up in the world. There are things that God has placed in the universe for you that you can't even access if you show up wrong. I wish somebody would catch what I just said. Because, because, because it is appointed for the real you. And so when you can't bring all of yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm already started, but when you can't bring all of yourself into a moment, you cannot lay hold of everything that God has for you. And that's why we're learning how to be present because I don't know about you, but I'm going to get everything that God has for me. Come on, somebody. If, I, if I've got to live in this place with highs and lows, what I will exit this place with is everything that God ordained for my life. Hello, somebody. Shoot, go through all this and go through all that and leave stuff on the table. Devil, you are a liar. I feel the spirit of God. God's going to give you double for your... Ch I feel the Lord. For everything that you had to struggle through for everything that you had to press through. I hear God saying, I saw it all. And let me tell you something, I got a double portion for your trouble. That's why he says, don't be weary in your well-doing. For in due season, you're going to reap if you don't give up. Okay, I, I, I can't play with y'all like that. Isaiah 55, verse 10. It says, for as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. That'll preach all by itself. And then I want to add to that Isaiah 6 and 8. It says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. Father, we thank you so much for this moment. More in the monitors, por favor. We thank you so much for this moment that you're allowing us to stand into. It's a moment unlike any other moment. This is not that. This is a brand new moment. This is the day that you have made. And you made us in this day. You placed us in this day. And you did not keep us alive to take us backwards. But you kept us alive because you're not finished with us. You know the plans you have for us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us to give us a future and a hope. And so, Father, allow us to be present in this moment. We leave everything that would distract at the door. We want to sit at your feet, Jesus. Teach us. 
Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and insight and knowledge and prophecy and every resource of heaven required to be a blessing to your people. I decree right now we're going to leave here clear. We're going to leave here healed. We're going to leave here stronger. We're going to leave here edified. We're going to leave here feeling like David saying, I can run through troops and leap over a wall. You're going to give us our Holy Ghost superpowers today, and we're going to make a difference in the world that you send us into. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Greet somebody in the Lord's name before you take your seat, please. Man. Man. There's some people in here, and you've been fighting through something. You've been fighting through something. Because I feel the fight. I feel it. I feel the fight. And the only reason why you would have to fight through something is because you're getting ready to press into something. You're getting ready to step into something. I, I've learned that about resistance. I've learned that about our resistor. He only resists at the moment of breakthrough. That's when he, because his resources are limited, he has to uh, structure his resources in such a way that he, he places them in the area where there is the most need and, and as it relates to your enemy. And, and the area where there is most need is the area where God's getting ready to give you a breakthrough in. And so he begins to scatter and scurry and try to discourage and disappoint and, 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 and derail and all that kind of stuff. And you got to see through. Paul said, I'm not ignorant of his devices. You have to see through what he's trying to do. And, and I think that when the enemy hits you the hardest is when you need to go the hardest. Are you tracking with me? When life hits you the hardest, that's when you turn up. That's when you come alive because you know you're close to something. If you know you're close to something, holler, I'm close to something. I'm close to something. I'm, I'm close to something. We, we've been talking about the power of the present moment and the present moment not just simply being now. Of course, now is the present moment, but I'm also talking about the power of us being present in the moment because we can be in a present moment, but us personally be absent from that moment and miss what God is doing. It is possible for you to be in the house of God today in the present moment, but not in the present moment. You not having all of yourself in that moment because the enemy has convinced you that you have lack or you are deficient or, or you are def deficit of something, and, and that's not the case. And I'm just going to recap just, just a little bit. If you weren't here last week, I strongly encourage you to either go and listen to the podcast or go watch it on YouTube. In fact, who was here last week? If you are here by last week, holler at me real quick. Okay, a good, a good number of you. You got to go back to it because I, I covered a lot of ground and we're going to build from where we left off last week. But, uh, but, but uh, in essence, if I can give you some thoughts that were from last week, uh, God doesn't give us, I know Jeremiah says that he knows, God says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. But God does not give you future up front. What he gives you is the present. And so what God gives you is now, and it's how you work now, how you see now, how you show up now that will determine the future that God has for you. We, we talked about that, and, and as I mentioned before, we talked about how the average person really doesn't bring all of themselves into the present moment, and consequently, they miss opportunities because they weren't present. God was present, but they weren't present. In the days that Jesus walked the earth, people were getting healed, all sorts of people were getting healed. Every time he showed up, the power to heal and to deliver 
and to set free and to prosper was present, but not everybody were able to participate in it because they were distracted while he was passing by. But there were some people, in fact, one person was blind, several people rather, were blind, and they had just heard that Jesus was passing by, and them believing that if Jesus was passing by, the present possess something that they needed, they would cry out and scream out. And that's how you have to be. You have to be so desperate and so hungry in each and every present moment that you believe that God is in that moment. And maybe this is my moment where everything changes. Maybe this is my moment where my breakthrough shows up, where my healing shows up. And so you have to maintain, you have to stay in a ready, ready position because this might be the moment. Just tell your neighbor right now, this just might be the moment you have been waiting for. And there are a lot of things that crowd our moments. Fear crowds our moment. Anxiety crowds our moment. Stress crowds our moment. We talked about stress last week in great detail. Disappointment oftentimes crowds our moment. And so, and so we have to learn to bring all of ourselves into the moment. I'm just recapping a little bit. And in order to bring all of yourself in the moment, it necessitates a foundational mentality of sufficiency. And we, had looked, we looked at uh, Psalm 23 last week where it starts off, starts off saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I have no lack. And then it ends with him saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so, so that whole thing, you got to study it when you, you got to read it, you got to listen to it when you get a chance. But David is basically breaking down what, what a present-minded, present-moment purpose person looks like. It's powerful. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so, and so you have to understand that you are sufficient and you lack nothing. And then there's a discipline to remaining in that state. The reason why David said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And, and, and again, when he said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord, he's talking about a consciousness. I will remain in that place where I perceive that there is no lack. And so again, go back to that. Today, I want to go deeper. I want to go further today. And today, I want us to look more closely, not at God's character, because the sense of sufficiency and the sense of not lacking had to do with God's character. David got to that place because he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And so, so it had everything to do with who God is. And, and, and when you know who he is, you, you, it is impossible for you to really, truly fear. There's a passage that says that the person who fears has not matured in their revelation of God's love. And so it is impossible for me to see God properly and fear, and it's also impossible for me to see God properly and have a lack mentality or a lack mindset because if God is my shepherd, I have what I want. He's a good shepherd. And so, so we got to look, today we're going to look beyond God's character, and we're going to begin to look at God's strategy for accomplishing on earth what he knew in heaven. Uh, Jeremiah 1 and 4, one of my favorite passages of scripture, Jeremiah says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So right there in that passage of scripture, Jeremiah is telling us that he knew you in one dimension and sent you into another dimension. Oh, we're going to, I'm going to teach today, by the way. Uh, if he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, when he talks about forming you in your mother's womb, he's talking about how he started you in one dimension. He got you going in this dimension, but that is not your origin. He perfected you in this dimension and is producing you in this dimension. Are you tracking with me? 
So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at a couple of things. We're going to look at God's strategy for accomplishing on earth what was known in heaven. We have to understand the way that God operates. And today, I believe that God's going to build your faith today. Because we need faith in order to be present in the moment. To be present in the moment, it takes a certain level of faith, a certain level of understanding, and we're going to go there today. Is that okay? Can I teach today? Okay. All right, here we go. And so last week I talked about the two planes. I talked about the plane where everything is, where everything is settled, and then the plane where where everything that is settled is unfolding or becoming. So there are two stages, one stage, one stage, it's already done, like we sang in the song, right? It's already done. The other stage is, or the other plane is, where it is unfolding, where what is done is becoming. It is not becoming because it's not done, it's becoming because it is done. Are are, are you tracking with me? So, 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 so his word, his word is settled in heaven. So, so how does God, let's talk about it. So how does God get what God saw to become manifest in time? How, what's his strategy? How do we get, how does he get what's in his head, what he produced here, here? It's simple. This all happens by the sending of his word from heaven. The sending of his word from heaven. If you're taking notes, write this down. God's word builds what God wants. God's word builds what God wants. And God's word is God's active agent in the earth. So God's word is working for him. God's word is on assignment. Look at it. We go back to Isaiah 55, he talks about as the rain comes down and snow from the heaven. Look at it. It's right there. As, as, as the rain comes down and snow from heaven, right? We, we don't necessarily, I mean, scientifically, we understand where rain comes from, but this is an analogy, right? So it's coming from one place to be manifest in another place. Let's read it. For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven and does not return there, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel God. I want to stay focused, but I hear God saying, your word, what God spoke to you, it's going to do what God promised that it's going to do. It's not going back to heaven. It's settled in heaven, and it's making its way to you right now. It is not returning to the sender. There is no returning to the sender in the economy of God. When God sends his word, it will show up at the address for which he sent it. If that's your word, take about five seconds. I don't care if it's just 15 of you. Take about five seconds. Somebody needs to know that. Somebody thought that the bet was off. Somebody thought that you missed your moment. Somebody thought that it wasn't coming to pass. I hear God saying, my word is chasing you. It's still out there. It's still out there. The promise is still out there. What God calls you to believe is still out there. It's still out there. Look at the strategy of God. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And it does not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud. We're going to talk about that in a minute. 
that it may give seed to the sower. We're going to talk about that in a minute too. And bread to the eater. Look at what he says. He says, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So, so God's word is God's agent in the earth. God's word works for God, feel the Holy Ghost. And whatever God wants to see and whatever God wants to cause to happen, he sends his word out there and his word chases down everything that is needed to produce and to manifest his word. You got to understand that his word is loaded. See, 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 our, our words are different. Our, our words, watch this, our words stop with our ability. That's why we can let you down. It stops with our ability. His word, though, is exhaustive. So when God says something, he has the money in place. He has the people in place. He has the relationships in place. He has the timing in place. He has everything in place before he speaks it. God has integrity. He has integrity. Everything is in place when he says it. And we sit around and we're like, God... How? And God is saying, how not? I'm God. He doesn't open his mouth prior to all of the resources to fulfill. That which is coming out of his mouth are established in what he said. God is a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He's a bad, 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 bad boy. So, so, so herein we understand God's strategy. God's strategy to make known on earth and to make seen on earth what is, has been already established in heaven is he sends his word. And his word works for him. If you're taking notes, write this down. God's word starts in heaven and echoes into and throughout time and space until it fulfills itself in every dimension. Oh. Can I teach today, please? God's word, it starts in heaven and then it echoes, echoes into every moment. Every moment there is an echo of what God said in it. I feel the Holy Ghost. It, 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 his word starts in heaven and it echoes into and throughout time and space and in every moment until it fulfills itself in every dimension, in every dimension. So God's word is fulfilled in heaven and it is working right now to be fulfilled in earth. It echoes. So in every moment there is an echo of what God said about you. I feel the Holy Ghost. And every single moment, every and everything, all of creation knows it. All of creation understands that, that God's word is still moving. Feel it. His word is, is active. It's moving. And so we have to understand. I'm talking about how to get to this place where, where we can fully bring ourselves into every moment. We have to understand, A, the nature of God, which we talked about last week. The strategy of God to accomplish in earth what has been settled in heaven, that's what, we're, that's what we're talking about now. 
And then this one is something too, because you and I have a part to play in this whole process. And thirdly, we have to, to understand our divine identity and nature. And that's what I want to spend the majority of our time talking about. Um, there is an insight into one of the characteristics of a believer, an insight to who we are right there in, in Isaiah 55 that I had never seen before until recently. I, I, I know the text, but I didn't understand the revelation. So check this out. You know, he says, for as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth the bud. And then it says something interesting. It says that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. That it, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And he's not talking about two different people. The eater and the sower are the same people. But he's trying to establish sequence in our understanding. You would think that he would say that I'm sending my word down so that it can feed somebody. I'm sending my word down so that you can eat. But the, the, the sequence is reversed because doesn't it seem like you should eat and then sow? Come on, let, let's talk about it for a minute. That, 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 God, if you're doing something for me and you're sending it to me, then surely when I get it, I should eat. And then when I eat and I'm satisfied and I have something left over, I sow. But, but the word strategically and to get our attention reverses the order and said that God sends his word <laughs> to give Seed to the sower first, and bread to the eater secondly, which helps us to understand, helps me to understand, perhaps a forgotten aspect of who we are, and we are two things. The first thing we are, we are created to be sowers. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Spirit. We're created to be sowers. And if I don't understand that, then I will be frustrated in moments because in every moment, I will show up in that moment looking for something to eat. <laughs> and I'll be disappointed because I'm not eating and I have a, consequently, I have a lack, see it is a lack mentality to be an eater only. But an abundance mentality says, I am a sower, because the sower understands that if I sow, I'm going to eat forever. I got to work this. I got to work this point. If you're taking notes, write this down. Your highest purpose is not to eat. It's to sow. <laughs> yeah. Your, your highest purpose isn't to eat. It's to sow. It, it, it is a mentality. See, the, the sower mentality 
is an abundance mentality. The Lord is my shepherd, I have no lack. What can I sow into? When, when the moment shows up, I'm not over here saying, God, God, please give me, give me, give me, give me my blessing. I realize that I am already blessed. I realize that I'm already prosperous. The Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack. So when the moment shows up, I'm trying to sow into the moment. Oh, you got to catch this. Yeah, catch this. I'm a sower. An eater will come to poverty. Hello, somebody. An eater. When an increase comes, don't think about what you can buy. That's a poverty mentality. No, no, when an increase comes, I think about what can I save? What can I invest in? How can I take this? And build more from it. Are you tracking with me? We're created to be, to be sowers. You, you are a creator. You, you eat because you create. You don't create to eat. We, we don't write books for money. We thank God that the money is in the book, but we don't write books for money. We create because that's who we are. Don't write music for money. Write music because you have to get out of you what God has placed in you because you are a sower. And if you are a sower, you will be a reaper. Your job is to sow. God's job is to bring the increase. So when I show up in my moments, I'm not trying to figure out what I can get out of the moment. I'm sowing into the moment because there's something in the moment that I'm supposed to contribute to what God has in store for me. Are we tracking together? You recognize that the moment is fertile. I feel that. You're a seed. Ooh, I can't wait to go further. I can't wait to go further. So what are you sowing into each moment? You got to sow faith. Isn't it interesting? One of the things that faith is described by in Scripture is a mustard seed. Something for sowing. So when I show up in the moment, the reason why I have to be present in the moment is because I got to put my faith there because there are things in that moment, I feel God, there are things in that moment that God wants to produce, but they can't happen if I am distracted, if I'm not present in the moment, if I'm all over the place. I cannot make love with the moment to produce what God desires. How old? Do we have any kids in here? We do, I'm not mine. Okay. Yeah. Last thing you want to do is be distracted when you're making love. I'm just going to go there. I'm sorry, it's early. I'm just going to. Just in another place, thinking about something else. God forbid, someone else. But the most powerful intimacy is when two people are present. That's connection, and connection produces something. For all you married people. Amen. Somebody like, yeah, PT. I- I'm going to get connected in the moment. Tonight. No, not what I mean. 
That's my word, pastor. That's, no, no, no. This is an analogy. It's an analogy. I better move all the way on. All the way on. So, so there's an interesting thing that, that also happens in, in these present moments, these moments where we show up in and, and we sow. Look at it. It's interesting. If you go back to Isaiah 55 and verse, verse uh, probably in verse 11, I think. But it says that it's going to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Oh, no, no. We'll go up. It says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and it does not return there but waters the earth. I love this. It says, and makes it bring forth and bud. Bring forth and bud. It's like, what? Bring forth and but it should just say, I, in my estimation, if God is sending his word to the earth to accomplish what he wants, then it should be just bringing forth. And why, why did he very intentionally specify not only bringing forth, but budding? And one of the things that I, I believe the Spirit said to me is that, is that in, a, in, in, in a moment that you show up in that God produces something in, it is not always time for something to be brought forth. Sometimes it's time to bud. In other words, when you think about bringing forth is easy, that's manifestation, right? But budding is different. Budding is growth. For something for it to bud is growth, but it's not fullness. I feel this, this, is somebody, this is really important for somebody. It's growth, but not fullness. It's maturation, but not manifestation. So, so in every moment, sometimes we're discouraged, sometimes we're disappointed because in this moment, it doesn't seem like anything's happening because we don't see the manifestation of what we wanted. But, but budding is just as valuable as bringing forth because sometimes it is not time for the bringing forth. There is a maturation process that is critical because if God presents you too soon, it's going to be a problem. He says... I'll, I'll cause it, I'll cause it to, to bring forth and bud. It also means that, that, that God is so awesome that sometimes you will bring forth in one area and only bud in another. I'll feel the Holy Ghost. But when it's all said and done, everything will come forth. See, some of you are mad right now because you're budding. And you think that nothing is happening. Feel the Holy Ghost. Because you're working hard, and you're praying, and you're fasting. I've I received this is my word right here. Glory to God. Thank you, G. I, thank you, PT. That's for me. Because you're working hard, and you feel like you're hitting a brick wall. And the reason why you feel like you're hitting a brick wall is because you're not seeing manifestation. But I hear God saying, every time you prayed, every time you stood in faith, every time you swung at it, there was a budding taking place. If it's not bringing forth, it's budding, baby, right now. It's always one or the other. Bring forth or but. I'll take them both. I'll take them both. You're budding. You're budding. You got to bud in order to bring forth. And I hear God saying that God also is going to bring you into a season where you're going to be both bringing forth and budding at the same time. You're not going to know what seed produced this harvest. You're not going to even be able to tell because you have been sowing 
faithfully. You did not quit. And you're going to be budding and bringing forth all over the place. If that's your word, give God a big old shout of praise today. Keep on sowing. I feel it. Bringing forth and budding over here and bringing forth over there and budding over there. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. You're budding. I don't know who this is for. Just receive it. If this is your word, I just want to, I want you to stand up because I want to speak it into your spirit. You're budding. You're budding. You're budding. God, almost all. You're budding. You're, you're budding. You're, you're, you're budding. It's, it's happening. It's happening. You're budding. You're budding. You're budding. You're budding. You're budding right now. You're budding. You're budding. You're budding. There's a beautiful budding taking place. You can't see it, but it's happening. And you got to know it. You're budding. Ooh. And oftentimes, particularly in a weekend like this weekend in LA, you despise your budding because you see somebody else's bring forth. Let me tell you something. A budding is better than a bringing forth because a bringing forth is already done. It could be game over. You could be celebrating an old thing, but a bringing forth is a new thing. A bringing forth speaks to growth. A bringing forth speaks to now. Some of you are next and don't even know it. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's some next in here and you don't even know it. You're looking at now. I don't look at now. I look at next. I work my now to ensure I'm next. I work my now to ensure I'm next. I see my now right. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel some of you are coming up from behind. I feel it. The last shall be first. I, I just sense that in the Holy Spirit right now. Your buddy. Your buddy. Stick with it. Honor the buddy. Thank him for the budding the same way you thank him for the manifestation. Are you tracking with me? Thank him for the budding. I may not see everything, but I thank God that you're working on the inside of me because I receive your word and it will not fail. It's going to produce in my life. The word is working. The word is working right now. It's working. How do I know? Because he said, it will not return to me void. It will accomplish what I please. And you know what I please? You. I pleasure in you. I delight in you, says God. The word says that I, I take pleasure in the prosperity of my children. Oh, hallelujah. It's but I refuse to lose, Pastor Sarah. I refuse to lose. I refuse to believe that there's not a budding taking place in everything that I'm believing God for. I refuse to believe that. I'm budding. I'm budding. I'm budding, Brunus. I'm budding. I'm budding, Trey. I'm budding. I'm 
budding, I'm budding, I'm budding, Philip, I'm budding, I'm budding, I'm budding. I could stop right there, but there's more. I'm budding, I'm budding. Somebody just worship just for a second. Just, I'm budding, I'm budding. Receive that. Just receive it, I'm budding. I'm budding, I'm budding, I'm budding. I'm budding, I'm budding, I'm budding, I'm budding. I'm budding, I'm budding, I'm budding. I'm budding, I feel budding on the inside of me right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every difficulty, every disappointment, every heartbreak. I'm budding. I'm budding. I'm budding. I'm budding. And in just about a minute, I'm gonna bring forth. I'm budding right now. But everything that buds one day will bring forth. I'm a sower. I'm not an eater. I'm a sower. I have an abundance mentality. The moment show up, I'm not there just to take from the moment. I'm a step to the moment and give the moment who I am. Give the moment who I am. I'm going to give the room who I am. I'm going to give the meeting who I am. I'm going I'm to give the relationship who I am. I'm, I'm going to give the interview who I am. I'm going to give the pitch meeting who I am. I'm going to give the audition who I am. I'm a sower, baby. I have no lack. I got something to give. You don't get married because you need something. You get married to sow something. And if you sow, you'll reap. Hello, somebody. How, how can I serve you was my proposal to Sarah. How, not, not, not what can I get from you. How, how can I, what can I sow? You're a sower. What can I sow? Because I am enough in any room, at any party. Oh, you better catch it. At any party, in any room, oh, you better believe. You may not recognize it, but I recognize it. I am enough up in here, and I do not need you. I do not need you. We cool. But never get it twisted. The Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack. And there's a word over my life. And as a matter of fact, I feel a bud right now. Mm -hmm. You are sore. But you're more than that. You're not just a sore. You are a word. I was looking at this as I'm aiming to understand how God operates, and God says that He sends His word. He sends His word to accomplish what He pleases. And then I, I looked at Isaiah 6 and 8, and it says, 
after Isaiah incidentally met the Lord, sees the Lord, it says, he says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. So in one place, God is saying, I sent my word. In another place, God is asking this, this question in the presence of Isaiah, hmm, who shall we send? So he sends his word, and he sends us. Then I look back at Jeremiah, and he says, before I formed you in the womb, that's sent. I knew you. That's word. So I knew you. That is settled. And I also sent you. When I put you in your mother's womb, I sent you. When God has an encounter with Isaiah, he says to Isaiah, after he introduces himself, he says, whom shall I send? So I realized something as I dug into that more. I realized that I am not just Torah. I'm a word. Be, be, because I, I'm walking this thing out here, but God knew me there. And the only reason why I'm here is because I was sent, which means that I'm a word. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You, 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 you are a word. And when you realize that you are a word, you, you, you leverage your moments so that you, as the word, not the word, but a word, can accomplish that word. There is a, there is an assurance and a confidence. I'm glad that's, is that me? It is me. I'm glad I'm saved. What is that? Let me see. Okay. Some song called Honey. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Who sings that? What's it? Light skinned honey. My honey is kind of caramel. I, I. Anyway, heaven comes to earth when she round. So when I'm out of town, she on my mind like, it's true. It's, it's, okay, I'm sorry. Just, just a distraction. Just, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Phone just going off. I got to look up that song. It's called Honey. I got to find it. I got to, no. Okay, I'm sorry. It, it, I can relate to it. It started playing. It started playing. So, so, listen. Yeah, Lord. Really sweating now. So, so I realized that I'm a word. I'm not just a random person wandering around trying to figure something out. I am actually a word from God or I wouldn't be here. 
Because everything that God creates, he creates by word, by a word. He wanted a universe. He says, let there be. And boom, 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 the universe is created. So, so I'm a word. And if I am a word, that means that I can't fail. And I can't go back. So I might as well go forward. I, I can't go back. So I might as well go forward. And, 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 I notice, notice, he says, in front of Isaiah, he says, who shall we send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here am I, send me. He came into agreement and into alignment with who he was as word. Have you done that yet? Have you settled within yourself that you are a word? Have you settled within yourself that you are sent? I was looking at that word manifest. And manifest has I am sent in it. If you redo the words a little bit, and just put the F on the side, but, but redo. <laughs> It'll fit somewhere later. But if you redo the words of manifest, I am sent is right there in it. I want every time you see or you hear the word manifest, I want you to remember, tell yourself, say it again, I am sent. I am a word and I cannot fail. However, however, let, let, let me show you, let me show you the process and your participation in that as it relates to you being a word because that's deep and I, I like to go practical, right? And so you are a word. You started as a word and, and you understand the characteristics of words, right? Words are settled here they are manifest and walked out here in moments, in stages, in space and time. Words echo, echo, they echo, they echo, they echo. You're, the word of you is, is echoing right now to you. That's what you feel. I feel Holy Ghost. That's what you feel in your spirit. There are times, think about this. There are times when God speaks a word to you and it is not just on point, it's familiar. It's like, I, I don't, I don't recall hearing it before, but it's hitting my spirit like I have experienced it before. And the truth of the matter is, you have experienced it before. It is an echo. Your word. So, so, so let, let, let's, let's look at that real quick. Let's go practical on that. So let, let's look at how, if there were three... Uh, steps or processes or, or phases as it relates to how this, how you carrying out, you participating in the fact that you're a word in that manifestation. First of all, the word starts it. So, so you don't start the word, the word starts you. Oh my God, I feel it. Before I formed you, I knew you. So the truth of the matter is you really didn't have much to do with it. You were just a great thought in God's mind. The only reason why you're here right now is because you are a brilliant thought in God's mind. God said, mm, mm, and it is good. And it is good. So good 
boom, let me just, let me just bring, this, bring this out because, because my plan is in you. My plan is in you. So the word starts at two. We must discover the word of us. I feel the Holy Ghost. How do you discover the word of you? You discover the word, honestly, by allowing the word to discover you. Um, prophecy will come to you. <laughs> this is so good. Prophecy. You, you don't, that's why you don't have to go out and seek prophecy. Knocking on the door and psychics and sneak, sneaking through and how you doing? I, I. No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to seek out a word. The word will seek out you. Right? He sent his word, and his word will accomplish what it pleases. You don't have to search out a word. The word will search out you. You don't even have to discover your word. The word will discover you. It will come to you. Study the prophets. It says, and the word of the Lord came to me. And the angel of the Lord came to me. Right? The word comes to you. And you have to work hard to not resist it, but Allow it to read you. Some people don't like to be seen. Some people like to be seen. You know, no, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be me. I just want to do my thing. I wanna, no, no, no. Let, let, it, let it read you because when prophecy comes to you, when the word comes to you, it comes from heaven to announce your future. Prophecy introduces the current you to the perfected you in stages. Can I talk to you like this? Yeah. It, it, is an, it, is an, it announces who you are. It tells you who you are because the hardest person for anybody to see is us. Oh, God. I wish I had about 45 more minutes with you. The hardest, the hardest person to see is us. And the reality of it is you weren't there when you were formed, so you don't really know the idea. You don't know the idea of you. You don't know the thought of you. And God knows that. He will not hold you accountable to something he, does, he hasn't presented to you. So that means that word is going to find you. It's going to discover you. It's going to find you. Let it read you. Let it talk to you. Receive the word. Right? So, so it starts with the word. Then you have to discover that word. Or rather, that word discovers you. And then three, you have to understand that that word is going to be tested. Hey. You, you got to fight for who you are. That's why it's a profitable thing that, to come here week after week and to listen to podcasts and all that kind of stuff. It's profitable because you're going to have to fight for it. Some of you are going to know who you are. It's going to be clear. We're about to pray in two seconds, right? You're going to walk out of here. You're going to know who you are. It's going to be clear, but you're going to get in certain environments and you're going to begin to question. The word is always tested, Right? It's always tested. There will always be war against the word, right? And not just tested as in opposition, but it also has to be tested as in refined. Because God doesn't give you all of who you are in one setting. He shows you slowly because it would freak you. It would scare some of you if you knew who you were. You would be absolutely intimidated because sometimes God will, will one of the reasons why he hides great things that you will do in your future is because you do not see the version of you that has the strength and the power to do that thing. So he hides it and he just puts you in fights. He has you go get in the ring before you see your opponent. Hey, you ever been there before? You just sign up. God, here I am. Send me. And you go get in the ring and you're like, yeah. And then Goliath walks out. 
And you're like, can I, can, can I return? <laughs> yeah. I want to land this plane. Two thoughts as it relates to who you are. You're a sower. I, I want to shift some mentality. You are a sower. Eaters end up poor in every way. They end up relationally poor, spiritually poor, and financially poor. If you're an eater only, an eater only is a poverty mentality. It's not an abundance mentality. No, no, no. No, I'm a sore. I'm going to show up in every moment because I got something to give in that moment. And you also are a word. You didn't start with you. You didn't start with you. You're a word. And if you, if you align, if you declare it, say, I am a word. Every time you see manifest, I am sent. Remember that. I'm sent. You're going to see some things happen in your life. Come on, stand. I want to pray with you. I'm over time. I'm sorry. Oh, glory to God. If this word, come up here, baby. <clears throat> if you're here, And this word, you feel like the word is, is discovering you. I want you to come meet me at this altar as a sign that I receive this. I receive this. I receive this. I receive this. Word is discovering you. Discovering you. you. Know what I'm talking about? Discovering you. You're a sower. You're a sower. You're not an eater. Give seed to the sower. <laughs> seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. All you got to do is sow. God gives increase. Show up. What do you sow? You sow you. You sow the, the sufficient version of you. You've got something. Man, I, you've got something. Lord is your shepherd. You are abundant. There's some people and you're hungry and you're not supposed to be. You're hungry. Hungry for love. Hungry for relationship. Hungry for affirmation. And you sell yourself short as a result of it. You're hungry and you're not supposed to be. Who told you that you lacked? Right? Who? 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 Who told you that you were naked? Who, who, who told you that, that what I provided for you was not enough? Right? You remember that in the very beginning? When, when, when the fall jumped off and Adam and Eve, they, they were in the garden and they ran and they hid themselves, right? And, and, and God asked them, like, what, what are you doing? Why, why, are you, why are you hiding yourself? And they said, because we're naked. And he's like, who told you you were naked? In other words... Who did you, who convinced you that how I clothe you was not sufficient? Some of you are hungry and you're not supposed to be. Some of you are thirsty, but you're not supposed to be. The Lord is your shepherd. Some, I, some, you, some of you feel like you are behind that's lack 
If I'm not, watch this, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be by this time in my life, that's lack. Who told you that? I mean, practically, just look at Abraham. It didn't start jumping off of him until he was 100 years old. I don't think anybody in here. Who, who, who told you that it should be brought forth by now? Who told you that? Where did you get that from? Mom. Huh. The Lord is my shepherd. I have no lack. And whatever I need will show up in the proper time. And if it's not there yet, it's not the time. And I trust you. I trust you. I trust you as the God who brings forth. And I trust you as the God who buds. And I trust that both are equally blessed. If you're here and you don't know the Lord and you want to know him, everybody at a first time, well, they acknowledge, right? God says, God says, who shall I send? And who shall go for us, right? It was an invitation. He, 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 he connected, he resonated. And then he says, who is willing to align with me and be my word. If you're here and, and God is, has arrested you in, in, in the most real way, if you're here and you say, man, I, I just want to say yes all the way. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what, it, what life's going to be like or whatever, but I, I can't deny this moment. See, remember, all you got is this moment. Don't be thinking about down the road. What is God doing in your heart right now? And what are you going to sow? What are you going to respond in this moment? If that's you and you say, PT, Sarah, I, I need to. I need to just lay it all. I, I need to surrender. I need to surrender into this thing fully. I want you to get as close to the altar as you can. If that's you. I just want you to come. Yeah, come on. Come on home. Come home. Please come on. Come on. God's, he's already touching you. Watch. This is the hardest part. This is the hardest part. Because it necessitates to the surrendering of your will. It's the hardest part. But let me tell you something. The most powerful thing you could ever do is surrender. It's hard to do because you got to trust God. I get that, right? Trust is not easy. Particularly if you've been manipulated and abused by mankind. I get it. It's hard. I'm not going to pretend like it's not hard, but it's powerful. You got to trust the one who knew you, the one who sent you. Trust God. Don't trust me. Trust him. He's got you. I got you a little too, but not like him. <laughs> not like him. That's you. Or maybe you say, you know, I just want to, I did that already before, but I just felt a kind of far away from God, and I want to I draw closer. If that's you, I just want you to draw Don't worry about who you're here with. Don't worry about none of that. Just get this for you. You're here for a reason. This is for you. This is for you. Can you pray? Yeah. Father, thank you for revealing to us 
what you've placed down on the inside of us. God, it is our prayer that we would no longer be so consumed with what we don't have, that we miss out that you've already said that we're sufficient. So as we come to this altar, Father, we receive what you've placed down on the inside of us. And for many of us, we forgive those who dropped us and disappointed us, recognizing that we were thinking they would cover us when in actuality, you had us covered all along the way. So God, it is my prayer that we would be awakened to how you have been consistent in covering us. That when our parents couldn't do it and our friends couldn't do it, when the job didn't come through, that you still covered us. May we have confidence in this thing, Father, that you look at us and see us vulnerable and naked and still call us beautiful. Father, we receive that identity. And we lay down the things that we thought were going to cover us. God, we don't need the relationship. We don't need the job. We don't need anything that is going to stroke our ego. Only that which will produce what you've placed down on the inside of us. Father, we're placing ourselves back in the soil of your word. And we say, come forth. I speak down on the inside of every person represented at this altar. Every calling represented at this altar. And I say, come forth like never before. We rebuke the weeds of the enemy the insecurities of the enemy, the depression from the enemy that is trying to choke out our seed. We send it back to hell where we where it came from and we speak life right now in the name of Jesus. Not any old life, but exceedingly abundantly kind of life, oh God, that we would begin to think and see ourselves the way that you see us, Father. Let everything that you place down in these your sons and daughters, let it come forth unapologetically with no second guessing and no fear that we may become the word that you saw when you formed us in our mother's womb. So we release, Father, everything that has kept us from laying hold of that identity. And we step into this season of budding and bringing forth with confidence that we are gonna become everything that you had in mind when you formed us in our mother's womb. Seal this word, Father, and let it take root and produce generational fruit that our children will not fight the same devils that we had to fight because we refuse to lose. In Jesus' name, I want you to repeat after me. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I receive it. I'm in it. And I am it. Thank you for Jesus. The word made flesh. Thank you for making him who had no sin all of mine, all of my weakness, all of my limitations, all of my shortcomings. You placed in his body, nailed it to the cross and put it to death. And just as he was raised up, free and victorious, I'm raised up too in him. I can do all things. In him, I am sent. And just like the word, I will produce that for which I was created. Here I am. Send me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you so much.